Exploring in the real world is fun. So fun, in fact, that several games work hard to emulate it. Tonight, Caitlin reviews the seemingly simplistic exploration game Gone Home that has received raving reviews from critics and reviewers around the world. And then, music production for the musically untalented, Jack will be reviewing the indie rhythmic puzzle game Resynth. After that, we'll all discuss the case for esports in an argument against the world of naysayers. All that and more coming up this week on Zed Games. Hi, and welcome to Zed Games. Produced live at 4ZZZ in Brisbane. With assistance from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. From across Australia to around the world. Yes, you are listening to Zed Games, Australia's highest scoring radio show on pretty much every arcade machine ever because we're cool like that. We are too cool for school. You're too cool for school too because you're listening to us. Thanks for being cool. Welcome to the show. <laughs> That's right. You might be listening to us where you normally listen to radio or even on Spotify and iTunes. Please do follow us there. We want you to follow us. We need all of your love and we, attention and yes. yeah, we need some sort of confirmation yeah. as to why we do this. We do guarantee our egos are suffering. Mm. We do guarantee that our egos are suffering and we also guarantee <laughs> that if you listen to us on those podcast platforms, every week you will hear something wonderful from the world of gaming that you need to hear by law. That is our contract that we've signed with you, with each other. You've signed up for it just by listening to the show. Nintendo's got the seal of approval. That's what we've got. We've got the seal of quality and contractual obligation to deliver good gaming stuff to you. Yeah, we and the police will come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> also, just a quick sidebar. We probably should mention who we are. My name's Adrian. Whoa, hi, Adrian. I'm Jack. Whoa, hi, Jack. I'm Caitlin. Whoa, hi, Caitlin. And I'm Kate. Whoa, hi, Kate. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Carl. So everyone who is contractually obliged to be here in the studio with me... What are you bringing to the show this week? Let's start with you, Caitlin. I have played some Gone Home, and I am going to be talking about that wonderful game and how much I love walking simulators. That's Ooh, beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> Got to harmonise. Jack, oh, what are you beautiful. bringing? <laughs> I'm going to be talking about recent, this cute little indie music puzzle game it released a while ago, um, and I'm a filthy casual because I play on my phone, but uh, mm. that's what I'm going to do. Jack, casual Cronjanin. That's the name. Wow. And Kate. <laughs> You're shining the spotlight on some esports. Oh, yeah. We're going to argue the hell out of the case for esports. Can't it's legit. wait. Hell yeah. But first, the Week in Gaming News. Across Australian radio and across the world online. From 4ZZZ Studios in Brisbane, this is your weekly Zed Games news update. Nintendo has restarted development of Metroid Prime 4. Retro Studios is now working on the title after development at Bandai Namco Studios Singapore failed to bear fruit. In a statement, Nintendo executive Shinya Takahashi said that development progress wasn't up to standard for a Metroid Prime sequel, and that by working with Retro Studios, the game will meet fan expectations. Nintendo's share price dropped 2.8% after the announcement. But hey, as Miyamoto once said, a delayed game is eventually good, but a rushed game is forever bad. Heavy Rain and Detroit developer Quantic Dream is set to create multi-platform games moving forward after Chinese company NetEase secured a minority stake. An official announcement states that the studio can now further the development and distribution of global online games. Crossplay choose your own adventure, anyone? 
Metro Exodus will no longer be sold on the Steam Store, instead shooting its way to Epic Games Storefront exclusively on PC until February 14th, 2020. Valve have let off some steam in light of the news, officially stating that they think the decision to remove the game is unfair to Steam customers. Existing pre-orders on Steam will be covered, and users will continue to receive updates and DLC following release on February 15th. This update follows news of another high-profile release, Rage 2, ditching Steam in favour of Bethesda's own game launcher. And the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, or GLAAD, has announced its first ever video game award for the GLAAD Media Awards. The new award celebrates impactful inclusion of LGBTQ characters or stories, with nominees including Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Elder Scrolls Online Somerset, Guild Wars 2 Path of Fire, Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire, and The Sims Mobile. A winner will be crowned at the Sundance Film Festival. That's all for now. For more gaming news updates, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at ZEDGamesAU. Thanks, me, for that wonderful news update. <laughs> Iconic. What a phenomenal news update. Uh, also, just quick sidebar. Um, yeah, the Glad Queer Awards, because um, LGBTQ, I think, is a little bit... Like, it just gets out of control sometimes, that... God, them acronym is a little bit much. Mm. Um, people have... I'm just going to quickly mention a little bit of spice around Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes. Um, because I don't think it was a story that we broke, but there was, like, a DLC that was brought to Odyssey that basically, like, straight-washed everyone. Oh, so good. just wow. no matter yeah, no matter how you chose to play yeah. that game romantically, you were locked into a heterosexual relationship. You end up having point. a kid as part of the DLC, mm. which means you ended up getting with... Um, the straights team. Mm. Um, so there was a bit of Greek spice Boo that came heteros. out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Boo, Get out. No. Um, <laughs> that has since been uh, sort of addressed by Ubisoft. I think they are working to um, update that DLC, but Glad is aware of that as well. And um, they're working with Ubisoft to try and resolve that situation mm. as well. That's a good so, story. Yeah. also worth noting that those awards have been around, I think, for 30 years. It's been quite this a while. Is the first time games are going to be taking the main center stage alongside other forms of media like films yep. and TV shows, which is really, really cool to see for That's gaming. Cool. Pretty awesome, exciting. Yeah. Speaking of games, yes. Caitlin, you've been playing Gone Home. I did play Gone Home. I did, and I had a really, really good time doing it. Yeah. Yes. So set the scene All for right. us. And paint a picture. Paint a picture. The cornucopia of games. <laughs> <laughs> so Gone Home um, is a game that's been out for quite a while now. Mm. It came out in 2013. Yes. Mm. So it's about five five. Six, Jesus, years What old. year is it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember playing it about two years ago, yeah. Yeah, so it's a few years old now. Um, it was developed by an indie company called Fulbright, um, and they bought it out. It was one of the first games of its kind, which were termed at the time a walking simulator. A walk em up Yeah. Because yes. you had Dear, Dear Esther, I think, was the other one. Dear Esther was mm. one of the first yeah. ones. It was in yeah. like 2011 or 12-ish, I feel. And then this kind of came out alongside the Stanley Parable. Mm-hmm. And those were two big games for 2013. And it was kind of a resurgence of, or it was a, a, a surgence of um, these kind of narrative-driven games where, yeah. yeah, you're playing them kind of like, it was like an art gallery. You're walking through yeah. experiencing a more story-driven Exactly. Adventure. But Gone Home did it well, didn't it? It did. Um, when they sort of started referring to them as walking simulators, it was a derogatory term mm. at first from people being like, oh, like, there's no gameplay to it. You're literally just walking. Like, yeah. it's just a walking simulator. I could but, in the real world. <laughs> I love that they've reclaimed the, like, genre. 
it's now its very own genre that's sort of been defined by titles like Gone Home, also paved the way for games like um, The the Vanishing of Ethan Carter, mm-hmm. What Remains of Edith Finch, yep. and Firewatch are some recent titles that have come out and have just... They're beautiful games. And so, it is, yeah, the genre had some growing pains. Yeah, it yeah. is one of my favourite genres because I love story-driven games. I love narrative in games. Um, and, yeah, so Gone Home was definitely one that I've been wanting to play for a while. Um, so, yeah, I sat down and I did that. And Did you know what you were getting into story-wise? Not really. No, I didn't really. So... Um, I sort of went in pretty blind, uh, sat down to have a play of it and yeah, it's, you go home. So (laughs) it's pretty true (laughs) to its title. You are a girl who is in her assumedly early twenties. Um, she comes home to a big empty house, um, late one night. She has been away in Europe on a holiday, Mm. um, traveling around, and yeah, she comes home to this house. Her family is all away, um, and the task that you have before you is to sort of explore this house, which is huge, to explore the house to find out what has been going on in her absence. Um, So the entire story is sort of centered around her younger sister, Sam, Um, Sam has been going to a new school, Mm. um, which has been difficult for her. Uh, But she has also... High school? Yeah, high school. Mm. So she's a teenager. Um, It is set in 1995. So it's sort of around that real, like, feminist riot girls kind of time. Um, And you've got, like, VHS vibes. Yeah, 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 lots of VHS vibes. It's very coming of age, right? very coming of age. There's a lot of, like, um, mixtapes that you Mm. find around the place Mm. that Sam has sort of put together. Um, Sam also has made this very good friend called Lonnie. And you sort of start to read about her in the little journals and notes that Sam has left around. It does feel like like a bit of a love letter to the 90s, doesn't it? It's absolutely a love letter to the 90s, but it's also a love letter to, I think, adolescence. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, like, uncertainty of yourself and finding yourself. Um, I didn't actually know going into this game that it was about a queer love story Mm. um, that it was about like LGBT and that was such a nice surprise for me like you know as somebody who identifies as gay like um, I sort of went through that whole thing when I was a teenager and had similar sort of stuff with friends and yeah it was just it was a nice kind of nostalgic kind of game for me I guess Mm. but you but, just gave me goosebumps, no joke. <laughs> like honestly, I found it really profound, and like, yeah, I, yeah, I just appreciated that it. Game. To me, as as someone who identifies as heterosexual, it provided mm. me a different perspective that I wasn't used to experiencing yes. in games, and that was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I think it, it did that for a lot of people. So, I went and I had a bit of a read about it last night, how people reacted to it, and I think you were saying earlier, Jack, that mm. it it sort of had a lot of, um, it it was really revered when it came out people people really reacted to it really really well and a lot of that was it gave you like an insight you know you didn't have to be um lgbt going into it you sort of got this window into this teenage girl's life um her struggles you know her parents from a very intimate perspective yeah absolutely yeah you sort of go into her bedroom and you read like 
her little notes that she's gotten in school from this girl that she's fallen in love with and it's just it's really sweet it's innocent but at the same time it's it's really heartbreaking because like you feel for her mm. her parents are um obviously from quite a conservative background you know they're in Oregon um Oregon 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 Oregano Oregano they're in Oregon um which is in the Pacific Northwest in the in the United States mm. in the mid 90s so you know they're quite conservative and they are obviously not particularly accepting of her sexuality. Yeah. She tries to talk to them and they're just completely in denial about it. And and it's... So you're discovering all of this through yeah. just sort of exploring that house. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So And no one else is there. Like it's an empty house. At it's this a point. completely you get empty in there house. and you're like, oh wow, this happened and this happened and this so, happened. Yeah, it's kind of got like it's it's not like a horror game, it's but there's definitely those game. kind of like it's a you know it's a dark house and it's kind of mysterious. Yeah. And the house kind of sets the stage um, as like this, this massive sort of—it's almost like a labyrinth because you're discovering like mm-hmm. hidden, hidden areas and and, and yeah, nooks and there's crannies. a lot of little passageways that you sort of discover, and there's a lot of little side stories that you can discover as well yeah, if you investigate that. enough. Yeah, so you can find out some information about um, the girl's uncle who who lived there originally. He's a great uncle, actually. I think um, who lived there originally and was the original owner of the house. He's got a little dark side story. Um, their dad, you can find out about his failing writing career and, you know, the issues that he's having. Mm. You can find out about their mum and, and her sort of, her story. Like, there's there's so much to find out within it. And, like, I think the giant empty house is kind of, I mean, not to get all, like, wanky about it. <laughs> do it, do it, man. But, like, I almost feel like the giant empty house is is sort of a metaphor for, like, you know, people going through all these sorts of really intense, really difficult things, but being alone within While they're it. doing yeah. it, yeah. It's also um, symbolic because a lot of people inside their homes will do and say and be all sorts of things. And then as soon as they leave the front door to be in the real world, you yeah. don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You exactly. really don't. And that symbolism of, okay, this is our home. This is where we are who and what we are, mm. and here are still ever more secrets that other people just don't know about. Yeah, and it's the so house intimate. is cluttered mm. in some areas and tidy in some areas, mm. and it's just... Yeah, just like mine. It's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's very real and very interesting. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a very pleasant surprise, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, as a narrative game, fantastic. The story was wonderful. And I think um, the thing that I love most about walking simulators is that they really connect you to the story emotionally. They take the time to. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because you are there with that character as they sort of discover everything. And And it's in the name, right? Like you're walking, you're not running. It's in the, it's in the, exactly. the genre name, you know. You're yeah. not you're not rushing through it. You're not fighting anyone. You know, you don't have these high stakes sort of things you have to do. You're just taking the time to explore and investigate and discover things. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a great sort of example of the closest that games can come to like a storybook experience, mm-hmm. but through the you know the, the best parts of the medium, which are you know interactivity and yeah. exploration and, and interactivity with different elements in the environment. Absolutely, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Caitlin. Gone Home is uh, currently available for Windows, OS X, Linux, if you want to play on Linux. You know, why not? <laughs> PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, and iOS as well. It's on pretty much everything. It's, everything. it's been out long enough that it's come out on so many things. So, yeah, no excuses not to check it out. You are listening to Z Games. Yeah. Jack, you've been playing Recent. What's Recent all about? Yeah, so Recent is this little uh, indie 
music puzzler game. So I spoke with um, the developers, uh, Andrew and Sam. They're based in Melbourne. They actually used to work at the studio that developed De Blob. Right. Nice. Yeah. So um, Aussie devs are still going, even though real talk day job is teaching. Only 2000s kids will remember this. Well, I mean, also, like, the the AAA scene in Australia just kind of plummeted after mm-hmm. the GFC. Yeah. So mm. you saw a lot of people kind of either go abroad or go into teaching or whatever else. And they're kind of... You're seeing a lot of devs with the that sort of AAA experience, a lot more game experience, go into making indie games. And they're coming to the table with some really fascinating ideas. So, yeah, recent... It's a very simple... Like, it, it has a lot of simple components to it that come together really sleekly to make a game that feels good and sounds good um, and it's also kind of difficult at times um, so I'll, I'll paint a picture uh, Caitlin you can confirm if I'm kind of describing it well um, it is you, you are moving around a it, it's completely abstract so you're not like controlling a human or a humanoid character or anything like that you are controlling a square on a grid and you are trying to move around little um, sort of activators onto buttons and switches and all the rest of it to make the stage complete. And each of these little actuators or the switches or the mm. pinwheels, they actually make noise. Right. So if they're not in the right position, then they sound make awful. like a... They sound like when you messed up a note on Guitar Hero. Yeah. No one likes that No noise. one likes that noise. That... Not, not quite that bad. Not, not quite that <laughs> offensive. Thank you. Um, not quite that offensive. It is very abstract, and you're yeah. hearing a lot of the, the... The sound design, I feel like, is front and center, because it is a music mm. puzzler game. Um, Caitlin, you're playing it right now. You don't actually have the sound on. very excited. Am I seeing She's correctly trying. on these screenshots for the game that it's kind of got, like, a Lumines-style, like, track, like rhythm tracker? Yeah, so that, basically... Like, swipes across the screen, the, like a win- windscreen wiper. The yeah. beat uh, is for... Like, the, there's, like, a... It's a wall of sound. It passes from left to right, and it activates all of the switches from left to right. So the pattern is already kind of, like, baked into the background music, but it only actually registers and doesn't make that crap Guitar Hero sound when you get all of the switches and the buttons and all of that activated on the grid. Delicious. It begins very, very simply um, with pretty small, pretty basic um, sort of stages. Towards the latter end of the game and I imagine the part that Caitlin's playing uh, it gets quite frustrating because you're trying to push around all of these buttons and switches uh, It when you get stuff into the corner it just you just hit a roadblock and you're like oh I'm bad at games it's tricky <laughs> it's very beautiful on, on the phone though like you've just got this like top down view of these of these squares and like you said it's it's um quite artistic it's quite abstract abstract yeah mm. yeah um, and I it, it absolutely revels in that like the the sound obviously you guys aren't hearing that in the studio at the moment um, and the the music doesn't necessarily lend itself to like a good traditional soundtrack mm. it uses a lot of sound like what would be I guess traditionally considered sound effects, but it sort of bridges the gap. It's bit halfway between a like sound effects and a soundtrack, and it sounds great when you're listening to it. Mm. If you've got like headphones in or earphones or whatever else, um, it's on iOS and Steam, so mm-hmm. you can play it on you know either of those devices. It's basically the same. Um, instead of on the iPhone where you're like swiping your, the direction that you want to go, you're hitting the directional buttons, and the difficulty does step up pretty drastically. Um, there's only about 36 stages in the game. Um, the first third or so give you all of the tools and all of the experience I think you need to get better to step up to right. the sort of middle 12 and then the final 12. Um, it does get pretty difficult. Now, the squares are quite small. They are. Now, for someone like me, yeah. who has quite... <laughs> 
thick fingers. Thick fingers. Thick. Yeah. Is it easy to play? Okay, so with my phone, I've got an iPhone SE. It's a little bit smaller. Um, I definitely find myself, when I'm trying to navigate quickly through the stages, which is not something that it really encourages. Take your Mm. time, because there's no rush. Um, There are time attack challenges, but they're not, again, front and center. Um, You don't need to, like, move the box with your finger. You can swipe anywhere on the screen. You can swipe in any direction. My one frustration on iOS is that the reverse move button is exactly where your thumb goes to rest to start swiping. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, this is, it's, it's just so frustrating because you're yep. like, I've got this front, you know, front of mind. I'm going to start moving towards the center. And then you drift back and you undo smooths and you're like, why? That, that's my kind of biggest frustration with the game. I mean, the other frustrations are just me being bad at puzzle games. Um, Welcome but to my life. it's never yeah, to the point mood. where you don't feel rushed to get through these stages. Like you end up getting to an impasse and you're like, wow, yeah, I suck. Mm. And you put it down, you take it out later, and you you end up kind of revisiting earlier stages to kind of warm yourself back up. You jump into the later Mm. stages. It's something that you can absolutely take your time with. and So it doesn't get frustrating. You kind of just, like, have to get good. It gets frustrating, but it isn't overly frustrating to the point where it's, like, close the game, uninstall the game. Delete, yeah. Yeah, like, (laughs) so easy to delete apps. It's like, I've definitely done it. I I remember, like, completely subconsciously doing that with, like, a PS4 game. I think it was, like, Blacklight, like a free-to-play shooter. (laughs) And I ended up jumping into a game, half a game in, and then I, like backed out and uninstalled and I was like wait because that was that's free isn't it Black Lives free I do it that with is, PlayStation yeah. Plus games it's like I'm going to try this out uh, yeah not nah, delete, no, delete. I'm terrible <laughs> and, and like, but I didn't know I was doing it I was like wait did I just I didn't need it anyway yeah <laughs> um, thanks yeah, like, Recent isn't like that Recent absolutely lets you take your time if you're a little bit more of a score chaser you can try and get all of the extra sort of like bonus points um, there's also quite a few different themes we're playing with the dark like the default no not the default theme um the theme that we're playing with actually is more of like a monochromatic look or, 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 or mm. Oh, so you've got different colours you can play with. Yeah, so I imagine yep. a lot of the screenshots you're going through yeah, are like, like a aqua rainbow. colour, aqua, orange, black, no rainbow colours yet. Oh, but like there's a black background and then all of the yeah. switches are rainbow. Like the default theme that it comes with I think is probably the nicest. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that you've got stuff to unlock makes it feel like, okay, I can try and work towards something more apart from just being crap at this game. Mm. And I'm, I'm saying being crap at the game. The thing is... If you're good at puzzle games, you're going to enjoy trying to pursue, like, finishing these levels, getting good at them, making sure that you get the minimum amount of moves to finish the level, and then trying to get through as fast as possible. You can't often do that in one go. It takes time. You need to give it the opportunity. You need to give yourself the opportunity to get good at the game. And it's it's good for that. But Jack Easy Mode Cringanon does wish there was an Easy Mode. I'm great for the first 12 levels. (laughs) And then what? Oh. Like, then, then, yeah, then Caitlin's re- oh, just like me sitting there yeah, being like, down I'm here. so bad at it. Yeah, I think I was trying to finish the stage earlier. It's not great. Um, it's just one. Just one little yeah, square. Yeah, that's I the can't thing. Get. You can get every single switch in one of these levels, mm. except for the final one, and you're mm-hmm. like, like, I want to get it. I want to get it. But and it's very pretty. It's, it's so it's cute. sleek. You can take your time with it. I think the music, absolutely listen to it with earphones or with headphones if you can. Mm. Um, that adds a lot to it. We haven't been doing that in studio, obviously, because we're making a radio show. <laughs> um, but definitely do that. It's yeah. Would I mean, you say it's kind of like a white noise kind of sound? Oh, like th- a uh, do we want to just turn up the volume on that? A little bit. Of, do we want to just I can, I can pump it. Yeah. yeah hang on. We're going to do, we're gonna do some I'm live antics in studio here. This could totally work or it could totally not no, stay fine. tuned we'll just bring that boy here up here we go Ooh. oh that's quite nice so Ooh. there are some parts of it that it's sort of this loop and there's percussion and then there's notes a lot of the muffled sounds that you're hearing are one of these stages not actually being complete 
This is so therapeutic like, right now. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. It's, it's this really like catchy beat rhythm that just keeps repeating. Mm. So I feel like that would add to the rage though after a while. Like hearing that over and over and over again and being like, okay, I can't do this. And then it's just like, oh, back at the beginning again. Yeah, like it, it does kind of rub it in. Rub no, it in I'm starting with oh, it. Come on. No, Caitlin and I are starting to get, you two are just get jiggy with it. it. It's good. I'm into it. Maybe if I had too much caffeine, I can feel myself like that would get it. No, this is my heart. This is my heartbeat before caffeine. You know, do, 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 and then it starts going A regular as healthy a doctor. That is recent. I'm, uh, I think, I'm not sure if having fun is the right word, but it's, <laughs> what else are you doing with it? Oh, it's a game, Jack. Yeah. You, you hit those, like, those, like, roadblocks and you're like, oh, I'm so bad at it. But then you get back to it. It's satisfying to get through the game. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what I'm enjoying. I uh, understand. You're enjoying a, the challenge. I am enjoying the challenge. It is available on iOS and Steam recent. Uh, it's also a local game. Local. It's an Australian game. It's based in, uh, made in Melbourne. So, um, absolutely hit it. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> you're hanging out on Zed Games with Jack, Adrian, Caitlin, and Kate. Boo. You want to talk you're about up. heckin' esports, matey. I want to argue again. Let's argue. You love arguing. I'm, I'm just, I have a case to argue for esports because I am sick and tired of these youngins. Actually, no, the oldens. It's all the oldens. For all those oldens who aren't aware, esports, it's like sports, but electronic. Oh, exactly. Don't, don't bash on the, the oldens too much. We're broadcasting on Triple Z. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, look, my, my biggest complaint is that uh, esports is getting a really bad name in traditional media, so I thought I'd come out here and kind of argue some dollar dot points. Dollar points. Dollar points. <laughs> <laughs> you just think it's so much dollar about food, man. Damn. Just the it's dolloping been, of points. Honestly, it's been dollar points all day long, so it's going to continue to be dollar <laughs> I'm points. I'm so hungry. Good. Can you stop this? Okay. I'm well, hungry for let's, esports. Let's jump talk. in. Uh, first of all, the idea of competing in video games has been around since arcade games. People mm-hmm. would spend hours working to get one on the leaderboard and then to the top of the leaderboard. Mm. Uh, some of the most popular competitive uh, games are actually um, team games, and they require a lot of you know strategizing and teamwork, speaking with your team like teammates, uh, strategizing in different ways that you can actually compete against another team. Which is like almost any other sport. You need to exactly. work as a team. You yeah. need to be strategic. You, you need, need to think positions. about your strengths. You need to yep. think about enemies' weaknesses. Where we drop in. Exactly. exactly. Oh, sorry. Adrian, the door's open. No. Competitive games... Pra- uh, competitive gamers practice for hours a week at least, dedicating their time to increasing mm. their skills in-game, which requires a lot of precise movements and aim. So, I mean, if you think of hunting in the real world, the aim that is required to actually hunt competitively yeah. in the real world, mm. required in video games as well. Um, my next point is that chess is a competitive sport that is found on ESPN. So, chess yes. is a competitive sport, but also, like, gambling? Like, you have gambling, card games. One. Like, when people are like, oh, it's not a real sport because you don't need to be athletic, it's like, literally go to any casino, pool. mate. Like, pool yeah, is another game uh, that doesn't... Pool, you could argue you need you yeah, need some sort of physical form. Game. You know, are pokies competitive? <laughs> For what a drag. Again, don't bash on the oldies, dude. Pub, pool, <laughs> pub games, like, leave them alone. Is Keno competitive? Duh. <laughs> We're not talking about Keno. <laughs> well, I mean, We're going to review Keno on the next episode. <laughs> is horse racing actually? I, I don't know if it's considered a sport. I believe it is. Mm. So what? I mean, I mean that's so another cu- one that car racing, car racing, another sport. But I think like those games, um, when you're competing in esports, you need to be of 
like you need to be healthy and yeah. physically and mentally together. Like physically, mental, you need to be able yeah. to like have these like tiny like refle- or, or super quick reflexes. It might mm. be small movements, but you need to have the mental capacity to be able to deal with the pressure mm. and the amount of information that you're processing. Like mm. in within the context of any competition, um, that's a big one that people yeah. miss often. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, my next point is that competitive gamers earn brilliant incomes for their skills, mm-hmm. a testament to the monetary potential in the gaming industry, which has a multi-billion dollar turnover. Esports yeah. has blown, uh, just just continued to grow, I think, over the last few years. And one thing Absolutely. we should ne- mention is that uh, the Queensland University of Technology now has a scholarship program for students looking to get into esports. Mm-hmm. I really want to talk to them, actually. Mm. QUT, anyone at QUT, if you're hanging out? Feel free to let me know. It Drop us a line up. on uh, at, at Z Games AU on Twitter. Is that game? Uh, just at Z Games. I, I, I no, at Z Games AU on Twitter. Or Facebook or Instagram, man. Just cool. slide in my DMs. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I just totally forgot that we had AU on the end. Yeah, AU. Yeah. We are in Australia. We are. Yeah. <laughs> just in case you forgot. Right across Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think that we're seeing it locally as well. Although there was, I think you Slowly. sent me a Brisbane Times article that was like, or someone did, one of you did, I can't remember, um, about that QT esports thing. And then it was like, I think there was an ACU professor, because it was ACU, um, being like, we need to be focusing on maths and science, and you know, video games don't really have much relevance. But come on, ACU. That's irrelevant. Does to ACU video have games much relevance? Esports, yeah. like. It it is infuriating, honestly, because like you say, like they have to be in really good physical and mental condition. You have to be like can't be sleeping. No, you need to get your sleep. You need to like. There's so much need thought to eat involved. Right. Yeah. Um, Please do sleep a little bit though. A little bit. Yeah. At minimum eight, eight, seven hours. Yeah. So hours, yeah. depending on it, it was uh, the Australian Catholic University senior research oh, fellow, Christ, of uh, Dr. Kevin O'Donnelly. Uh, this is the t- quote. This is the time to raise standards of all areas of learning, such as science, math, uh, English, and maths. He said, uh, "It's a waste of effort, resources, and money oh. to be offering support in what is really a pastime and a hobby." Oh, come on! You can uh, make okay. millions See, it's, it's of statements dollars like that that just make me in so what mad. is like, here's, a pastime. Here's the money like, shot, though. Gaming certainly does not have that much benefit to the broader society. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like obviously, we're you know we're going to have a different perspective to that because we yeah. provide perspectives on gaming and the benefits that gaming has for the community. At as large. a community broadcaster, we're in a position to kind of like so, sort of peek behind the curtain and show sort of the benefits, also some of the downsides, like some of the things that we might not necessarily want to be championing. Mm. Which mm. I mean, within gaming, there's plenty of that as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like to to straight up be like games don't really have any relevance to society. I'm like, myop- uh, that's a I bit mean, of a myopic p- I mean, perspective. Like, have you heard about money, honey? Like, hmm. And I mean, a lot of the things that I've spoken about on the show have been related to the way games impact human beings and yeah, the way true. they live their life and yeah. the way y- living your life can impact the way you play video games as mm. well. Like the argument we had on MMORPGs, there's plenty of people that haven't fallen into the rabbit hole and there are plenty mm. who have to a detrimental extent. Like, there's good yeah. and bad in everything and I find that it's ridiculous that so many people are so adamantly against esports as a legitimate competitive arena. I mean, even mm. something I shared with you, Jack, was... Um, OGN. OGN had yeah. just opened a stadium or an arena that is as big as... Oh, I can't remember the name it's of a, it. It's it was, a pretty it massive huge. venue. Like, OGN, for people who aren't aware, OGN is, a, I believe, a Korean-based... Um, like they're they're an Asian-based um, esports company, mm-hmm. and this is the first time they've made a sort of North American. It was the largest major, North major American. Yeah, it yeah. was their largest North American um, esports arena, mm. and it had 
enough that they could be, you know, it, it rivaled some of the major sporting arenas in the area. Wow. In its, yeah, in its size and in its capacity. And, I mean, we were talking with um, good games done quick about how many people were watching awesome that. Awesome games done awesome quick. Games yeah, done quick. The, the yeah. amount of reach that it has. Like, And this is a company, like OGN is a company that's been around for over 18 years. Like, exactly. Sure, it, the, I think the, the broader relevance, it's kind of only sort of, picked up traction in the, in the more mainstream media in the last few years. Um, with, but negative, with negative... With Obviously, there'll be some negative reception, but this is something that is not new. I think no. the attention to it is new. Um, well, I mean, and, in and my like, first point, I mentioned it's... I mean, esports and competitive gaming's mm. been around since gaming has been. Yeah, so I don't exactly. know why people yeah. are now like, this is evil. I think what's disappointing about the perspective that it's... Which ACU fellow had, which was that it's just a pastime, is disappointing if you are to draw a comparison to sports that aren't electronic Mm -hmm. in that especially team-based sports you have a lot of camaraderie you have a lot of um team building um Mm. like that 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 is beneficial and yes you know there's a lot of money in those sports in the same that there's a lot of money in esports but it's not just about the money it's you're 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 investing in people you're investing in the people who want to get behind those people and celebrate those teams and celebrate who they represent whether it be on a you know you know for your nation or for your community or whatnot Mm. and that's really strong from a social perspective esports has as much to offer society as regular sports does and that's what i find disappointing and quite myopic about the perspective of those who would say that it's just a pastime i mean yeah absolutely and i mean to another point with regular regular (laughs) inverted quotes yeah yeah. um sports is that there have been proven detrimental sort of effects of sports like you know rugby and that sort of thing as well in that they have early onset Alzheimer's and mm. other things because of the amount of head trauma that they experience. Mm-hmm. So, you You're know, comparatively... You might get a bit of carpal tunnel, sure. Yeah, yeah, comparatively, I mean, a little bit of RSI and maybe needing to wear glasses is not really going to... Not as much, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anything, you're going to have better brain, I guess... Functionality. Lifestyle. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a yeah. greater lifespan for your brain because you were so... I mean, using Active. it, yeah, yeah, actively using your mind for good. Um, and I think Adrian, what you were mentioning before, kind of comes back to my final point, which is that, which is that most professional sports are more watched than played, but anybody can play casually. Yes, on Australia Day or that entire weekend, a lot of people were playing cricket yep. or swimming. Doesn't mean that they're competitive. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. in either of those. And those are pastimes in that context. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that whole point about it being a pastime is moot because take that ACU. Exactly. Every sure. sport yeah. can be construed as a pastime. And it's yeah. not false. Like, at the moment, gaming is predominantly a pastime. But that's not to say that it can't For go forward yes. in the future yeah. to become, like, sport. You can still earn millions of dollars God, if you yeah. want to play Dota competitively. Absolutely. So, like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it is mind-boggling. But then I think there is a lot of a... Um, it's just a... a, a it's an old-fashioned kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is a lack of understanding around the gaming industry and what you can actually do. I mean, Twitch is a good example. There Mm. are people that are full-time streamers that make a lot of money off of that and that's what they do. They Mm. sit at home and they stream and there's a lot of work that goes into it. Mm. But they become full on broadcasters. Yeah, even. that's yeah. their job. They are literally producing a show out of their bedrooms yeah. or out of their homes. Yeah, it's it's interesting that it contributes, I guess, to this overall narrative that games have had for a long time, which is you know games trying to be taken seriously yeah. as a as a medium. Yeah, and I think we, we've made massive strides in the past decade. 
still got some room to go, evidently, when it comes yeah, to esports. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for that. Here's my three-point argument as to why esports. Thanks for unpacking that argument. Yeah. It is a Thanks legitimate. Thanks for that oral presentation. I keep trying to get that off my chest. Good. Good. <laughs> Wonderful. Kingdom Hearts 3 just came out this week, and I have been playing a little bit of it. I played the first world. It's pretty hot so far, and I'm going to have a review to you next week. Yeah, that's right. You. You. In you your, listening. In your car. In your... Walking to work. Yep. I don't know where you are, dude. Whatever you do. Sure. The, wherever you listen to the show. Everywhere. Anywhere. iTunes or Spotify, please leave a review. We love your attention and your. we need some sort of... Give us attention. Follow us. Come on. Us, please. <laughs> please. Play yep. games. Um, yeah, so Kingdom Hearts 3 is... We're going to be reviewing that next week. Resident Evil 2, you're going to be playing it. Okay. Ooh, okay. yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like going to get real spooked. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's all coming up next week, so thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love and appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye.